so this is our sartet. Ah, sorry, take two. After a brief hiatus, we are back. This is What the Flock Radio's Birds of a Feather. We are an indie music-focused show rife with witty, fuck-laden, insanely interesting, and unhinged banter. Our thematic submissions will confuse, infuse, and delight you, while our fascinating, fun features fluster, flummox, fulfill, and thrill you. And you may be asking, well, who is this person that is speaking to you on behalf of Birds of a Feather? Well, I'm one half... And I'm speaking on behalf, and I am the vocalist for the rock band Ascent. You can find us on your favorite music platforms by searching ASNT or ASNT Rocks. Now, I'm going to do what I normally do or what I've done in the past, which is my root at first song. You should play along. My first instrument was cello. Asher played my demo for Paul McCartney and George Harrison, and I was signed to the Beatles label. I performed on the final episode of The Jay Leno Show. I love Carolina. I met Mark David Chapman the day before he murdered John Lennon. I'm not vain, despite what Simon says. Um, okay. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Sign. Wow, there's a lot of stuff there. I know. Um, I packed it in. It's not James Taylor, is it? It is, actually, hey, James there Taylor. There we go, there we go. I did do two repeating, giveaways. Repeating my uh, blowout success from winging it. Yes, the I love Carolina was a big one. And then I'm not vain, despite what Simon says. Oh, man. Carly yeah, Simon, Car- to whom he was married. I just went to Carolina in my mind. That's and, right. Uh, and Carly Simon, yeah. There yeah. it is. So I'm yeah. one half of Birds of a Feather, and Professor P. Soup is the second half. Well, how many times have you heard it said that I'm Professor P. Soup, uh, international rock legend, radiant savant, and I'm a man of few words. Okay, that's bullshit. What? Uh, I'm what you call a real gone guy. Mm. Not not really gone, but feel free to keep hoping at least. No shame in that. Oh, my. And uh, we are back. Yes, it's true. Unprepared, in altered states, uh, standard operating procedure. Mm. It's worked for us all along. SOP. And, you know, I would ask you mm. listeners how you filled the howling void in your lives in our absence, but it wouldn't do to get too puffed up or to overestimate our importance or essentiality because, as an enlightened man once said, pride is an abomination. One must forego the self to attain total spiritual creaminess and avoid the chewy chunks of degradation. Spiritual creaminess. Got to avoid those chewy chunks. I know I I didn't say it. I wish I did. I didn't say it. But Um, but you know what? You you repeated it, and that's just as good. Right. So, yeah. We're uh, we're ready. We're ready. We're back. We came back. We're we're those people. We, we, We come back. We bounce back. We'll get to where we were, okay, in just a few minutes. But before then, don't you have something else to share with us? Um, did I? I don't think so. Mm. Oh, you mean a theme or something like oh, that? Oh, that, yes. Let's Sorry. try that. Um, yeah, we used to do that. It was a long time ago. I didn't, it wasn't we, that That's still ago. a thing? It, I mean, yes. Today Announcing is features is still a thing? Wow. Still a thing. See, I remember certain aspects, like the important stuff, like say nice things about the show, uh. but actually how to do the show is another mm. story. Features, I okay. Can, I can always All whisper right. any tips you need. Oh, man. And uh, another feature that... Uh, Apparently, she's daring me to not say, but I will say it anyway. Oh, excellent. And uh, new fe- new theme is, if you've heard Swan, you've heard Quetzal, or Quetzal, and you can put that together yourself. 
And for this uh, stand-in theme, we focus on the music from a specific continent, country, state, city, etc., in place of an open theme. Uh, for this show, we're featuring... G'day, Melbourne, Australia. You're not supposed to do that. They are gonna, they are gonna write in Australia. They're gonna write in, and just so you know, Swan and Quetzal are birds. Great. So there are two. And isn't there a fascinating factoid there as well about Melbourne? There is. It might be very faintly printed. <laughs> You're the, not. The okay, look just she, real quick, look at me. She You're always not supposed to talk about the format. There isn't supposed to be a physical format. Okay. Don't talk about the format. All right, well, it, it's not that. It's my uh, faint eyes that says yes. the fact that fascinating factoid is that Melbourne is known for its live music scene. Yeah. They claim to have the best coffee in the world, double yeah, and is considered one of the street art capitals of the world. What am I doing here? Why are we here? Melbourne sounds like the place, mate. Oh, no. Okay. I don't. We're gonna get angry letters. We're gonna get angry letters, but we'll see what happens. All right. Well, thank you very much. So that means that all of the artists on tonight's show that we're featuring are from Melbourne. So I know it's very specific, but it's very interesting. So we'll get to hear some of Melbourne's finest, at least in my humble opinion, though I haven't heard it all. So before we get to the music, I'm going to talk about Finch-worthy slang. Now, for this every show feature, we are challenged to use a selected slang word or phrase as much as possible throughout the show, whether it makes sense or not. And this week's slang phrase is, as if. As if. As if. This is a sarcastic retort to a preposterous suggestion, as if imagines a ridiculous alternate reality in which the subject being discussed could actually happen. And we, of course, can thank Clueless for this memorable 90s slang term. Yeah, I think every one of us has that little valley girl inside who loves to say that or as think if. that. As if. I Absolutely. mean, we, we think it. We're usually too grown up to say I it. I mean, I don't normally say it. I just, I think it in my head. I go, oh, please. As but if. That's what's great about this show is it gives you license to do things that ordinarily you're supposed to be too grown up to do. It's fucking right. Yep. Like cuss every other fucking yeah. word. So... Our bird banter this time is going to be, well, where the fuck have we been? And you know what? That's a fair question, and I think it's a question that we have to answer. So, David, where have we been? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Not touching it. (laughs) So, I will share that during this hiatus, which was unexpected, you know, just some personal stuff came up that just got in the way of recording and doing a bunch of stuff. So, you know, it's not something... uh, that we take lightly not doing the show. Obviously, we're bringing the show to you every single week. So whatever happened must have been a really big deal. But now we are back and we plan to keep going and do a show for you every single week. So we hope you missed us. We certainly missed you. And we vow to never do that again unless something really horrific comes up. Okay. So that's where we've been. Um, any any words, David? Know that uh, we uh, well, we missed you guys, and uh, we uh, Christina diligently tried to keep in touch with the social media crowd and tell them we were uh, you know remind yep. them and let them know we'd be back. But it's uh, kind of hard to do that with you radio peeps, and yeah. we uh, we do appreciate your being there so much. Absolutely. So we're back, and that's what's really important. And we promise never to leave you again. We're so sorry. Look what we did. We just abandoned our our audience. You know, but we share with them too. We I mean, do. well. For example, uh, I, 
I guess we are ready to go, though, even though we do have some administrative housekeeping stuff to attend oh, to okay. that I discovered in the interim. Oh, of course. I mean, I guess it's okay we share it because uh, with, the, with the folks. Okay, uh, I our, think we our, should. The show's an open book with the folks. Absolutely. I, I was perusing the International Radio and Podcast Charter the other day. Ah, uh, okay. And I noticed there's something vital that we've been neglecting. Oh, shit. Left completely out of our manifesto and bylaws. Oh, no. For which I blame you. Of course. Uh, of course, uh, as you, else, you created the show. Right. Who else could you blame? Apparently, we are bound to conduct an annual evaluation to determine our like emotional fitness oh, shit. as disseminators of ideas to a global audience. This is some relatively new thing. But, uh, which I suppose is good because I never would have made it past the first year. Yeah. But um, I don't want to worry you. It's not a really big deal, though. Okay. Oh the, um, it's, it's an assessment test, and they even fashioned it into a, like a game format, which as educators, oh, we're familiar goodness. with that we approach. We are gamification. Yeah, I mean, we use, That's what we we use game teaching all the time. That's right. So as we play, the algorithm of the program is focusing in on establishing the answer to one basic question, okay. namely... How old is your brain? <laughs> There's a certain percentage of the audience that is oh, screaming right no. now. It's like, not that damn thing. 93? Yeah. About 93? This horrible. Oh if you've ever God. played Scrabble Go or God help anybody else in any other game that they subject you to that ad, it is deadly. For fuck's sake. They end it with this despondent woman being told her brain is 96 years old and she's old, but she's nowhere near that old. There's no way. And she's she like feels like hell. 60s, maybe. And they're saying, you'll do better next time. It's like, no. Because she couldn't come up with a few anagrams. Are you fucking kidding me? And this, uh, this inspired an epic... <laughs> <laughs> this is like Samuel L. Jackson. Go ahead and ask me, ask me how old my brain is again. I ask dare me. you. I double I dare, dare you. you. I sent Absolutely. that as a gift to Christina and she yeah, lost it. Yeah, it was awesome because I love playing Scrabble Go. Yes, I am a fucking Scrabble That ad geek, is so bad. And it comes up all the fucking time and it is so obnoxious. And you have to watch it or you can't get to your next fucking game. Yeah, you I'm have to gonna, watch it for too long. Yes, I'm not going to pay some huge amount of money to play Scrabble when I could literally pull out a game board and play it. I'm just trying to play with people that are not in my house. So, yeah. But we okay. are still ready. We've got our uh, beverages. We've got our nasal secretion rags. So I'd say we're as, uh, as right as rain. It's just... It's just some phrase I hear in the movies. I'm, what the hell does that even mean? What does that mean? even mean? And more importantly, I mean, rain is what right. the hell is rain? I don't even know what rain is. Uh, yeah, so. I don't know. All right, it rained yesterday. It but rained. believe me, that was a fluke. That when was a did freak. it rain? Uh, yeah, uh, the day before today. Uh, <laughs> yesterday. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, yesterday. Uh, I thought I thought about. Thought I thought it, it rained, rained yesterday. yesterday. It did rain yesterday. Then so, I thought right. Yeah, <laughs> you thought right. I That's thought right correct. yesterday. Exactly. So. The moral of the story is our mental acuity is intact at least as much as we need and require for the show. And number two, we're back <laughs> and we're not going anywhere. The bar is so high. <laughs> so, David, are, are, because we're publicly decreeing this, are, are we saying that we are both in agreement on these things? Um, what things was that? Were mental they? acuity is where it needs to be to conduct this show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then number two... I think we meet and exceed. We, I think yes, it's, a, I think it's a meet and exceed thing. I, I agree. <laughs> I, at least. At least sometimes I exceed. But that we're also back, and we're not going to let them down again. We're back, yeah. Back means back, brother. Uh, My brother. Did you hear the second part? Not going to let them down again? Not going to let you down. See? here Now... Now I feel better because we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna Rick Astley you. There it is. That's right. We're never gonna give you up. Ever. We're never gonna let you go. No, never gonna run around and desert you. Okay, we did for two months, but there was good reasons behind it. But now, you know what? It is time for David to do his full feature. 
rubbish. That's not a feature. Okay. In the uh, <laughs> with my faint eyes, wink, wink. I believe it's. <laughs> Why does Just that disturb come, her come, so much? Come in close. Come in close. I believe it's. Owl do it better than emu? Question mark. And we've done this one a number of times, and it's always uh, it's always fun. It's always like super opinionated and it shit. Is. I and can't that's wait. the best, man. Because here's the thing: I don't know what oh, no, he's about to no. say. And of course, we've been gone a while, but I have not forgot how to run a feature into the ground and make it run <laughs> over long. So wait till you see what I do with this one. Cannot it's just like wait. Tangents upon tangents. All right. For this feature, we discuss covers of songs that either rival or better. The original, or not, or whatever, but um, as if the uh, as if they could, as if you know. They well, could. you say that sometimes you go as if, and as then somebody if, else comes yeah. along and does it. They fucking slay. And uh, this is one that I hope I will be truly depressed to find out that you all don't know this song. As soon as I scroll <laughs> no. to it here, pardon me, scroll that would indicate I had prepared and written notes. Not a po- <laughs> not possible. All right, well, the song under discussion tonight is an iconic piece of rock and roll history that actually dates back to before the phrase rock and roll was even coined. Hmm. In 1951, a jazz and rhythm and blues artist named Tiny Bradshaw released the original version of The Train Kept A-Rollin', or later, yeah, we know we might know it by another name, The Train Kept A-Rollin'. Hmm. Now, the initial reaction from most would be, oh, yeah, Aerosmith, you know? <laughs> that was subs- not my reaction, unfortunately. <laughs> hang, oh, on, well. try, hang on. Yeah, Aerosmith. Dinos. Dinos, no. <laughs> a subset of those people, super dinos, would say covering it was Aerosmith covering the Yardbirds. Ah. But there is more to the story. Cannot wait. And uh, to my shame, I didn't know a lot of this. Now, if there were any truth to the narrative, Punkin is always pushing that I know something about rock and roll history, or I'm some kind of encyclopedia or anything. Just there, listen to the winging it, for I got, fuck's sake. Listen to the luck unwinging it. <laughs> Whatever. It's <laughs> fucking skill, motherfucker. That's skill. There isn't, but if there were, I'd be reasonably sure that most of you will not be familiar with the fascinating evolution of the song, because I learned a great deal about it just in researching it for this feature. Mm. Oh, did I indicate I prepared? No, that's a mistake. Okay. Shh. All right. Stating, starting with the fact that I have never heard the Tiny Bradshaw original until this week. Nor me. All right, there you go. Well, but you you don't have that visceral reaction to Train Kept a Rolling like you know most rock fans over thirty. Wow. Uh, well, I mean, in my warped mind. So, in your mind, I'm 29. Yeah. Thank you, you. Thank you very much. Listening to it, I have to say, it was very much like hearing that album that you hear me talk way too much about, uh, Pat Boone's In a Metal Mood. <laughs> Fucking A. On that, the legend takes on hard rock songs and gives them the big band Lawrence Welk Show treatment. Well, this is like that in reverse. Mm. The song was a swing and jump blues, Cab Calloway style number, and hugely enjoyable. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So next up, the Yardbirds gripped it in their little claws and flew away with it? Nope. No. That was another surprise. In 1956 is when the song actually took on something like the form we know today, as recorded by Johnny Burnett and the Rock and Roll Trio. Oh, my. Didn't know. Did not know. They recorded a a chunka chunka, you know, propulsive guitar style Mm -hmm. version, but with Buddy Holly style hiccups and a distinctly rockabilly flavor. And if you are one of those serial killers out there who doesn't like rockabilly... Fucking A. Please seek help for all of our sakes. Okay. I actually really love Rockabilly. That doesn't surprise you, though, does it? No. No. Their version features what some historians consider the first recorded example of intentionally distorted guitar in rock music, but it was probably serendipity because the 
sound was created by the guitar player accidentally dropping his amplifier, which dislodged a power tube. So, Fuck yeah. Accidental serendipitous, distorted yeah. guitars invented. Uh, anyway. The rest was history. That song, by the way, was um, included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's exhibition of the 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Mm. You know? uh, the that ber- The Burnett version, in fact. Hmm. And uh, they said, uh, one historian said, it evolved from ragtime through jazz, boogie woogie, big band swing, small combo rhythm and blues, rockabilly, blues rock, acid rock, heavy metal, punk thrash, psychobilly, and points beyond. It is that important a song. Damn. It became increasingly wild and dissonant as if each uh, performer were trying to surpass the intensity of the previous. So. Why else bother doing it if you're yeah. not trying to surpass? At the time, however, Johnny Burnett and the Rock and Roll Trio's version remained kind of obscure until 1965 when a fan of rockability and the Bradshaw song itself, guitar legend Jeff Beck, you see, he's not a serial, ah. he's not a serial killer, uh, introduced the number to his band, the Yardbirds. Hell yeah. Uh, making rock history in the process, and we would likely not be talking about this classic in 2022 had he not done that. The Yardbirds turned it into a heavy psychedelic blues rock classic. And it was they who introduced the wonderful guitar mimicking the train whistle at the intro Ah. and redefined it as an undeniably hard rock song. Lead vocalist uh, Keith Ralph howls on the harmonica and Jeff Beck shrieks on the guitar and it's it's just electrifying metal genius. And later when Jimmy Page joined the Yardbirds, they would slap a new coat of lyrics on it and record it again as Stroll On. I mean... I do that shit myself, but I do it with my own songs. I don't know how you do it. Just let's, let's throw new lyrics on this and, and call it a new song. But it's great. And this they performed in the motion picture Blow Up with both Beck and Page on guitar. And during this performance, scripted no doubt, uh, Beck's amplifier is making this hellacious cackling, crackling noise. So he throws a Richie Blackmore style fit and smashes his guitar to bits <laughs> while Page plays on grinning. Uh, Page's next band, the New Yardbirds, ultimately rechristened Led Zeppelin. That is a very inventive name. What? Let, New Yardbirds. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? New Yardbirds. They had to settle for Led Zeppelin in the end. Uh, <laughs> they performed the song in their early tours as well, not to mention it was the first song they ever practiced together. At some point, Motorhead reported, recorded it too, but believe me, the less said about eh, that, the better. Yeah, it let's sucks, move on from you know? that. Yeah. Hard to believe, but it does. Not hard to believe. Uh, at the end of the day, the owls that did it better than all the other emus were the Boston Bad Boys themselves, Aerosmith, mm. as appearing on their second album, 1974's Get Your Wings. Mm. Now, I admit that even though I was born in 61 and I grew up with rock and the Yardbirds, uh, the first time I ever heard the song was when I saw Aerosmith do it live. Ah. Um, but... Uh, that's not why I think their version is the greatest. I was going to say, is that no. why? I, I know that's common with you people. You heard it first. Yeah, I heard it the first. Best. Their first actor in a role, yeah, their first this, their first right. that. Yep. First version of a song, it was right. a cover. No, no. It's, it's not it, but, um, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants and all that. But their visionary approach involved patterning the song after real-life locomotives, which don't just blow the whistle and then hurtle down the track at breakneck speed. They're, they build up to it, and their version has almost two and a quarter minutes which kind of grooves along at a much slower pace and introduces this very cool little uh, break thing. They throw in this bit mm. there. And then after some thrilling guitar fireworks comes to a uh, f- photo ending. That can't be what I said. <laughs> oh. Then after some thrilling guitar fireworks comes uh, the faux ending. <laughs> and <laughs> photo faux. I love the dictation notes. <laughs> More time to edit. I was wondering. <laughs> photo was like, faux. <laughs> Why did not what think of faux it, first? <laughs> Why could it be trying, trying to figure out? Are you going to say it was a photo finish and it wasn't anything like that at all? For fuck's sake. <laughs> a photo finish. 
<laughs> I thought you were going to say that because I know these there's some connection. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the song comes in uh, with a photo finish against what itself. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like, what the fuck are you going to say? Now, the faux finish, fake ass finish. For fuck's sake! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it tickled uh, me, man. Oh, it tickled me. Uh, the photo finish. Uh, Against itself and drummer drummer Joey Kramer, drummer Joey Kramer, the rubber baby, rubber baby, rubber baby, the rubber unique New York. Joey Kramer, lead drummer and rubber baby buggy bumper, playing a fast roll to a dubbed in audience, and they yo they stole the audience from the concert for Bangladesh. Is that funny? Oh my god! When you listen to Aerosmith, Train Get Girl, that's what you hear. I just found that out. That's amazing. The guitar whistle repeats, and then the train barrels away. Then it picks up to the tempo of the Yardbirds version. And if it's set up and execution doesn't give you goosebumps, you're either comatose. Or an actual goose who has bumps already. Shit. <laughs> That's all I can think Jeez of. Those have two bumps? Things. Yeah. I, I get, they I must. Don't, I don't go around petting a lot of geese. They will bite my ass off. I mean, they, even I think they would get them even more from Maybe, this. maybe. Perhaps. little fun fact for you liner note readers and credit buffs. This and so a few... basically you. Yeah, yeah. That's you. <laughs> no way! There are dinos out there who like credits, right? It's really cool. No, it's cool that you, you do that, but basically you. See, this is yet another tangent. <laughs> Now we're talking about the producer. Uh, this and a few other Aerosmith albums were produced by Jack Douglas, who also produced the Tiny Bradshaw original. Oh, shit. All the way back then. Uh, now, uh, Joe Perry is an inspired and fiery lead guitarist, and I don't think he's as widely appreciated as he should be, uh, even for all of his success. I think mm. he's better than people give him credit for. But the real shock for me, after decades of uh, drooling fanboyism, was finding out that it's not him playing on this unbeatable recording. Uh, neither is it Aerosmith uh, other guitarist Brad Whitford who slings a mighty axe himself who the fuck is playing the out of the body experience inducing lead guitar solos on Aerosmith Train Kept Rollin' were laid down by guests oh shit Steve like session Wag- musicians yeah well I mean but known ones yeah. but known ones yeah Steve Wagner and frequent guitar partner a fellow you might not be familiar with by name Mr. Dick Wagner mm. uh, it's funny at one point he went by the name Richard Wagner but that's not very wise is it people are gonna like is it Richard Wagner or Richard Wagner? Yeah. Did I, you write the Valkyries? Love the Valkyries, I dude. Love it. So, yeah. but Dick Wag, I don't know about that either. Yeah, I'm just Dick, saying. <laughs> well, it's not Dick Wagger, at least. I'm just, saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Some just, of you may know him from his work with Lou Reed on the live album Rock and Roll Animal. You hear that great guitar work? That's him. Uh, more likely for his several decades long association with Alice Cooper. Mm. In fact, if you've ever sung an Alice Cooper ballad like. Only Women Bleed, I Never Cry, You and Me, as in You and Me Ain't No Movie Star, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, How You Gonna See Me Now, that's all Dick Wagner's music. Mm. So that's who's playing guitar on uh, Aerosmith. Uh, this little factoid in no way diminishes the glory of Aerosmith is due for their arrangement of the song. Mm. Uh, it's unbeatable. I'll Steven be the Tyler judge of that. sings the sh- you gotta hear it. Steven Tyler sings the shit out of it. And of course, they've been performing it live since the 70s with no help from Dick Wagner. And uh, it's been Dick brilliant Wagner. and electrifying every time, except for those re- regrettable occasions where they were too wasted to perform, worth a damn. You know? <laughs> they did have that. I saw them four <laughs> they, times, they, they and they that. sucked once. You know? oh. That's a pretty good record, you know. But it's pity about that time. But. I would say we were more than compensated by the amazing performance of Sticks that particular There you night. go. Hey, yeah, you know. There you go. Aerosmith, Aerosmith. Okay. Right, but Sticks. Yeah, I saw Sticks. 
right, but uh, they got over that, and the song remains a crowd pleaser to this day. As I witnessed myself in 2019 at the Hollywood Vampires concert at the Greek Theater, when band members Tommy Hendrickson, Johnny Depp, yes, that Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. Alice Cooper, and Aerosmith's own Joe Perry were joined on stage by none other than Steven Tyler, performing this timeless classic to uh, as a rousing encore. Damn. Now, they might have dropped the the from the title, finally. Now it's just <laughs> train kept the rolling. Much but better. that is a mere peccadillo weighed against our gratitude to them for bringing this uh, quintessential swing, rockabilly, blues, metal classic to yet another generation. Uh, 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 wait a minute. Well, let's bring to the next generation with Maroon 5. Just shoot me before oh, that happens. Oh, my God. Uh, but they uh, laid down the all-time goat version to boot. With a heave and a hoe, I hand it over to you, kitten. Well, I have to listen to these gems before I can make a decision on which one. Wow. But I know you have made a, a decision that you shared with us, so Aerosmith for the win. But uh, we might have to whoosh out and whoosh back, because how uh, can I give my opinion? I'll skim each one for you. Oh, excellent. Here we go. Okay, so, my goodness. So we are back, and I have listened to... a the better part of four different versions of this song we tried to skim so (laughs) a little skimming but uh so hmm do you have any guesses as to which is my favorite um no i i noticed you really dug as i did um the being a fan of big band and swing and all this kind of thing and everything the tiny bradshaw original is damn good i mean it's damn good it just doesn't sound like what it became but it underwent such an evolution uh, at, to the versions that we listened to. And um, your favorite, I'm going to take a wild guess and say probably, I know it wasn't the Yardbirds, so <laughs> I'm going to go with either Tiny Bradshaw or Aerosmith. Very, very uh, astute observations on your part. I liked, what was this, who did the second version? Uh, uh, Johnny Burnett and the Rock and Roll Trio. I really liked that, that as well. That was really good, yeah. Really good. So I am super in love with the original, which I heard for the first time. It, it just, I just love it. But again, that kind of music really appeals to me. I like the entire sound. I like the groove. I like the feel. I like the vocals. I like the instrumentation. I like all of it. Um. I did not like the Yardbirds version, uh, so that might shock people and horrify people, but oh fucking well. Both. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding. <laughs> oh fucking well. <laughs> Those um, who have ears, ears, let them hear. You know? <laughs> um, <sighs> the Aerosmith version definitely rocked, and it was certainly the time where Aerosmith was at their peak. They sounded amazing. Steven Tyler sounds wonderful, and I say at their peak, you know, performance wise i'm not saying at their peak because i know they were on they had you know some horrible vices that they had to shake but as far as steven tyler's voice who i mean i love steven tyler's voice even now but just it's brilliant it sounds great again the instrumentation is amazing the breaks like you were saying are amazing i love the the solos all of that is really great so it's really tough because both the tiny bradshaw version and the aerosmith version are so fucking good but you like Johnny Burnett too? I do, but yeah. not as much as the original. Oh yeah, Aerosmith, yeah, totally get that. But I do that. Totally like get him. That. Yeah, I did like that. Um, it's a little too like Stray Cats for me, though. Mm-hmm. What Stray Cats ended up being later, right? They definitely took that sound. I would love it to. De- yeah, sorta. I mean, if I'm not comparing them, I love it. But if I'm comparing them, I mean, absolutely, that's the thing. Yeah, they all stand on their own, except mm-hmm. the Yardbirds. I don't like that one. But they all stand on their own. And they all have amazing merits. But I, I would say that just, just a. Just 
a, the tiniest bit I give it to Aerosmith because I do love the tiny Bradshaw original. It's just just nothing like that. But the Aerosmith version is just them doing what they do brilliantly and really interpreting that song in a way that there's no way Tiny could have heard it. And and it just continued to evolve. But they took it to me. They actually kept more of the original song and original sound mm-hmm. in it than any other person did. They kept trying to change it. But I feel like Aerosmith did it some good they did they honored it they did they told you and i just love to know what jack douglas thinks yeah me too having been there in 1951 you know 23 years later recording this with aerosmith hearing what it had become through johnny Burnett and through the yardbirds absolutely and uh it, it just goes to show how brilliant aerosmith was at that point absolutely i was in on them very early on from mm-hmm. the third album on and they were just simply one of the greatest band america's ever had i think they know? still are and they still are brilliant. it's just that uh, we don't think so because, I, I'm sorry, back then, uh, right after Train Kept Rolling, it goes into uh, Stephen T- He was writing a lot of the songs back then, and mm-hmm. they were phenomenal. Uh, it goes into this uh, thing, this acoustic thing called Seasons of Weather. He was such a genius and is such a genius now. All the loving and elevators and dude looks like a ladies can never take away from the great the greatness that was Aerosmith. And there's sweet know. emotion, though. I mean, there's yeah. just some brilliant fucking tunes. All the di- and And... Two songs from that album, everybody knows. Sweet Emotion, that was the one that was out when I saw them oh. first. Sweet Emotion and Walk This Way. But the best ones on there, uh, the best ones are unknown on there, like Uncle Salty yeah. and uh, just brilliant stuff like, oh my goodness, You See Me Crying, No More, No More, absolutely the best song they've ever done. Beautiful. Uh, phenomenal album. Um, round and Round, Brad Whitford composition, hell, heavy as hell, just brilliant. Love it. Nothing to take away from that. So if you think, love in an elevator, and you go, oh my goodness, guys, give me a break. Remember, have a little fucking respect huh? for Aerosmith. They were great. And they totally, they just knocked Train Kept Rolling out of the park. They did. And I just want to say, I, I just have to, I agree with you, but I have to just defend current Aerosmith iteration. The love in an elevator, all those kinds of things, dude looks like a lady. I think it was a fun detour for them and even and some of that era was good like ragdoll is classic oh Aero, my classic God. aerosmith you know? i love that song but you know it's they aren't my favorite songs but if they come on the radio i'm not quick to turn them off they're still fucking quality rock solid rock songs they are so um aerosmith is brilliant now but there was just again it's kind of like a band with the first few albums there's some magic that's there it's not that they lose it, it morphs into something different, but they can never recapture that magic. There was just something there. And Tyler's voice was just perfection. And it is still, I mean, I, he can do no wrong to me. But I I find this really a fascinating, I will do it better than he moved. This was great. Thank you very much. I, I just was turned on to songs I'd never heard before. Well, a song <laughs> I'd never heard before, Done Four Ways. Absolutely dumbfounded. There's anybody who didn't know that song because it's that big. It's just been such around so long. But somehow she missed it. But uh, I haven't been around that long. Though. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Not as long as the song. Or me. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's a classic. Now you know. Now you know. And um, Brilliant. Yeah. I love it. So thank Sorry you for very much. pulling four songs out in place of two hey, to compare. But, that's uh, all right. A little, makes little it. evolution there to kind of bolster up the whole he knows something thing. Yeah. <laughs> Although I actually look most of that up, you know. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, you know a lot of shit because you are a liner notes guy. You are that guy. You do care about all of that. And it's not that I don't care. But for whatever reason, I don't rabbit hole the way you do. You will rabbit hole and you will find out and you will find connections. And I just kind of read it and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And I move on and you go, oh, that's interesting. Oh, and look at that connection. Mm -hmm. And then this whole crazy 
amazing still trap situation. There occurs. are so many of those things. We just saw it with the songs. On, we saw it with songs on Winging It, I believe it Absolutely. was. Absolutely. Yeah. Three, one band uh, named themselves after another band's song, and then somebody named a band after their song, yep. you know. And uh, there's always connections. Seven degrees of band names. That would be fun. That's right. Well, thank you very much. So our first Melbourne band is called Vim, and their song, Waiting, is the one that made it into today's show. They are alternative post-punk and dream pop. So here's Vim.
All right. Vim from Melbourne, one of five artists we're going to discuss today. So how do you feel, David, about this alternative post-punk dream pop band? That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if that description were not written, post-punk's the first thing that would come to mind. And during like the 90s and things like that, um, out in... Uh, the Tar Pit Circuit and the Tar Circuit, uh, KTAR, was not broadcasting this kind of music. When I got into the indie music scene, I learned to appreciate, like, The Cure and, you know, Albert Bebby and people like that. Um, Vim, so when I hear Vim, and they're Vim and Vigorous Bass and Drums, I love the name Vim, because yes. it's the lesser known of Vim and Vigor, you know. It lends uh, itself to these cliche, cute it, moments. It, I love it. It does. And uh, uh, the drums and the bass are so strong, so propulsive. The rhythm section is fabulous it on this really, tune. Even it really though, is. I mean, the keys are, are an essential part of it, but it's such a, it is, it moves along at an incredible tempo. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I got a lot of the lyrics just from one listen, because you know these are the first time we're hearing these songs. Yes. At least I am. She's heard them maybe half a once. Maybe. Just enough to get, okay, we're going to play yeah, that Yeah, if one. I like it, then I'm in. If to, I don't, uh, To have enough uh, authenticity about the uh, new reaction That's thing. That's uh, And so she can sound every bit as fl flummoxed as I am. Exactly. Um, I, I loved uh, Vim. I love this kind of stuff now, and they do it well. It's uh, They're not reinventing the wheel, but it's very good post-punk what it is. Absolutely. So I have that... Uh, I think that the intro is hypnotic and new wavy, and certainly dream pop. I love that. And the dreamy vocals in that are low in the mix, uh, it's a surprise that garnered the intended response in me. It's pure joy and wonder. I wanted to know what... She was singing about. There's no way I could tell because she is really low in the mix and she's got that kind of, kind of low and then the, all that, that kind of uh, reverb and all of that stuff, which I love. Uh, but the cure like guitar and uh, keys are sure to, you know, delight Robert Smith. Absolutely. So I totally heard the cure thing as well. And every part of this song, including the ending, were made to order for me. Um, I'm a total alt and uh, kind of new wave dream pop junkie. So I thought this was really, really great. Now, Vim, uh, I came upon them, you know, honestly, through Bandcamp. Sadly, Vim has broken up. Oh, but no. they are brilliant enough to me and, and somebody that I'm going to continue to listen to. This was their, uh, their last album they recorded in 2020. But I still think they are, even though they won't be putting out any more music, maybe following them, you'll be able to find out what their former members are doing now because they certainly are up to something really great. So you can find them on Facebook at VimBandAU. Here's hoping they still get together occasionally for a Vegemite sandwich and some, uh, some bonding. We're going to get letters. <laughs> We're going to get what? letters. It's a real thing. We are going to get letters. <laughs> I love right. Dionanda. Dionanda is great. I've oh, done extensive God. work with an act I'll have you know from uh, Tasmania, Australia. I am going so. to give you David's direct email because I don't want to be flooded on the both on air email. So his direct email is <laughs> put my email on the Bobby. You know. All right. So our next feature is not one that is unknown, but one that is really really fun, and we are doing various hummingbirds. And for this feature, we name lines from songs and try to stump each other in a head-to-head -head battle. And we always do this lightning round style, so we do it really fast because our hemming and hawing is kind of boring. But you go first this time, and I'm just looking forward to the 
absolute demolishing of me that you're going to do again, as you always do with this feature. With the best of possible intentions, no. I will lob the softest balls. I'm sorry if I'm, I misjudge. I'm only human. Let's see what we've got for Christina. You need to watch those balls. <laughs> this one, and this is, you remember, uh, there was one where uh, I knew it was such a cotton ball that I had to really, really phrase it very, very strangely. You did. Uh, and it was George Michael Faith, you know. Yes. Well, I guess it would be nice. This is one of those things, to me, although you've surprised me in certain areas about certain types of groups, you, not you, knowing okay, songs. You mean I've disappointed you. That's what no, you really No, no, just, mean. I was like, oh, Let me see, okay. look in my eye. Now I've learned look something. Look into my, now yeah, I've, I've disappointed okay. him is what it is. Now the I've learned something. Disappointment. It's just like, okay. You've I, learned that I'm not as cool as you thought. That's I'm, ex- cool. I'm accepting. Yeah. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to... Uh, mess with the delivery of this one and see how it goes I was alone I took a ride I didn't know what I would find there uh oh I took a long I was alone alone, I took a ride I didn't know what I would find find there there. I could Mm. add another line All right. another road where maybe I could see another kind of mind there no idea uh oh ooh then I suddenly see you come on ooh then I suddenly see you Oh no! I no, know. No, See, I'm, I'm not so cool. Sorry. I'm not as cool. You're. You just. It's a mental block that doesn't mean you're not cool. It's just you don't know what you don't know right now. Mm. I was alone. I took a ride. I oh, didn't know fuck. what I would find there. Fuck. Got to get you into my life. God the Beatles. I, damn it! Just I in know. case you were going to yeah. say Paul McCartney, as you sometimes do. No. The Beatles. Okay. You sorry. I'm fuck. really sorry. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Don't think I missed that. Nothing is fucking Damn. lost on me. <laughs> you know, so fuck you. I figured in the fog of war, she might not have seen, heard that. No, I fucking heard okay. it. All right. Well, that was a fucking softball. It was. And Thank I you. I totally missed it. That, that was, was very gracious was, of you to say so. Yes. All right. So, uh, well, there's hours of time. Um, no. Let me try on the again. telephone line? Yes. To talk about things to come? Fucking A. <laughs> Sweet dreams and flying machines and pieces on the ground. Mr. James Taylor, fire and rain. Sorry. It's one of those lines, babe. Fuck. Sorry. Uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, on tonight. I'm going to have to the just go is, back to the drawing board. Remember the song, board. The Kid Is On Tonight? I'm sorry. The Kid Is Hot Tonight. Okay, well, I mean, I wasn't trying to stump you, and I needed to do uh, James Taylor because he was my who dat. So Ex- I really exactly, wanted to do exactly. one. Exactly, exactly. All right, so let's see. They're bound to get much harder on me, and I missed the fucking cotton ball. Yeah, this is, this is. I'm sorry. I have not nearly so much hope about this one. Mm, great. Some gal would giggle, and I'd get red, and some guy'd laugh, and I'd bust his head. I'll tell you, life ain't easy. <laughs> no fucking clue. Really? <laughs> okay. Hang on. Uh, no I'll, I'll try clue. to find a line you might know. Okay. Uh, we're allowed to do other lines, you know. Let me see. Shit. That was one of the best <laughs> ones, though. I'm sorry. Uh, um, I'm beginning to feel like I should not have invented various songbirds because I suck at it. I, I, I'm so sorry. This might have been a little tiny bit, tiny, tiny bit obscure. But, I mean, everybody knows the song, but you still might not. You might be one of the people who doesn't know the song, who doesn't exist. Um, you Such know the song. You do. You do know the song. I'm not disappointed. <laughs> no, I'm very understanding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll do, we'll do the whole verse. Well, he must have thought that it was quite a joke, and it got a lot of laughs from lots of folks. See, the folks. It seems I've had to fight my whole life through. Some gal would giggle, and I'd get red. Some guy'd laugh, and I'd bust his head. I'll tell you, life ain't easy. I know this song. Oh, I know you do. It's too bad I can't sing part of it. Fuck. Once, That's hummingbirds. Once defeat is conceded. Defeat is conceded. 
I tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named... Sue. <laughs> yeah. Some gal would giggle and I'd uh, get red, and some guy would laugh and I'd bust his head. Boy named Sue. Sorry. I haven't heard that in so long. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's a great fucking song. I should listen to it more. That's my problem. When you, came, I, I happen to be wearing Johnny completely coincidentally. I reached in blindly just to my t shirt pile and pulled that Johnny Cash. T shirt pile. Yep. When you come round, I never get down. I fly across the floor. I can see you coming on me. And I can't ask for more. When what happens? <laughs> <laughs> when, I'm trying to follow the narrative here, the you, action. Well, when you come round, I never get down. I fly across the floor. I can see you coming on me, and I can't ask for more. I'm not going to look into that line too much. Yeah, no. I wouldn't. Yeah. It's spelled the right way. I mean, what is it, Prince? <laughs> no. <laughs> it sounds it like not Darling sounds Nikki. like something Prince would say, you know. I mean, tick, tick, bang, come on. Um, let me see. Uh, I, You're stumping me on this one. That's, I probably know the song. You do. Lonely is the Night, Billy Squire. What? Wait, when you come round? I never get down. I fly across the floor. I can see you coming on me, and I can't ask for more. That's not part of Lonely is the Night. <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, we're going we're to tentatively accept that as oh, a defeat on I my will, part. I will fucking show you right now. <laughs> I will show your ass right now. It's been way too long. Don't Say No. Absolute classic album from Billy Squire. Absolutely. Lonely is the night. I loathe myself for not having listened to it this month or for having it in my collection. I mean, I'm just saying. It's, it's incredible. Lonely is the night lyrics. What do you want from me? Oh man, what an album! So good. Nobody knows. Oh, a showdown, showdown, waiting online. Sorry, just a no more sleeping. Around the TV, something like that. Yes. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? In the town. No, no more sleeping, wasting our time. Midnight creeping's first on our minds. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. I'm so sorry. It's not lonely as the night. It is my kind of lover. For oh, fuck's sake. No wonder. So, you know what? You still didn't fucking get it. You uh, still didn't get it. That's true. That so is don't even nothing, try to pull that shit. Nothing changes the fact that I didn't, didn't get, get it. it. That's true. All right. <laughs> so it, right. Was, uh, it was. So it was the wrong. My bad. I'm going to need you to cut this in. It's my kind of lover, Billy Squire. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry, if it was uh, like Lonely as the Night or something, I would have gotten it for sure. You know what? If <laughs> Billy fucking Squire is Billy fucking Squire. Nah, I mean, I know, I know. If you didn't get it, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. My kind of love that. My kind of love that. Oh. There's a lot of great guys around there. Billy Squire, uh, Richard Marks, you know. Yes, love, love, love. Love, love, love what? Love, 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 Billy Squire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's fucking one of my faves from that time period, I'm telling you. All right, it's your turn to totally publicly shame me again. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right, I'm going to be, I'm sure this one's a lot easier. Mm. Okay, all right. This one, oh my goodness, there's no way I could chant this. I could a Gregorian chant this and she'd still get it. In fact, I think I will. <laughs> okay. Some boys take a beautiful girl. <laughs> And hide her away from the rest of the world. I want to be the one to walk in the sun. Some boys take a 
must take <laughs> a beautiful girl and hide away from the rest, rest of the world. world. Girls just want to have fun. Bye. Cindy Lauper. Thank I des- you. I despise that song. Well. I know it's not right, is it? I shouldn't, but I do. I mean, you know. It's, I think it's just hearing it like 450,000 times in my lifetime. I think I'm set. You you're, know? You're, you're on the verge of ending up on an FBI watch list, but True. okay. Yeah. I think I already All am right. on that list. You know I am. Anyway, see, I made it nice and easy for you. Okay, that was one. Gregorian chance and she one. got it. Come on. One. All right. <clears throat> no offense to Gregorians. I, I do not claim to know your style at all. She needed so much more than I could give. We knew our love could not pretend. Broken hearts can always mend. What? <laughs> huh? <laughs> she needed so much more than I could give. We knew our love could not pretend. Broken hearts can always mend. You know, I know... You know this song. This, I know the song. I can't hear the melody, and therefore I can't identify it. Sorry. Send her my love. Oh, yeah. See, it's one. Yeah. I knew it was one of those... Journey. Power ballad things, you know, Wario Speedwagon or Journey or something like that. That's good, you know. I mean, there's no really bad Journey or anything. No, there's but, not. But um, I just wouldn't have been able to place that. And it was like, you, oh, you, you, there, it's like separate ways or something like that. I mean, you know, I, there's a lot of them I would have Send Her My known. Love was, is a fucking it's hit. It's a huge hit, I know. All I, right, so yeah. don't even... See, you try to do the whole, if it were this song, I would have known it. You know what? Yeah, uh, I mean, fuck you know, yeah. If it was fair or anything. <laughs> oh, so my God. Of course I'm going to say that. <laughs> of course you're going to say that. All right. Now, this one um, was not exactly like top 40 type hit, Great. but it was an album rocket. So you're setting there me is up to fail again. zippity doodah question that you know <laughs> this one. You do. Did you say the zippity-doo-dah question? <laughs> It goes way, way back. First time for everything. <laughs> way, first, way back. First you time know. for zippity doodah on the show. <laughs> we do try to be cooler than that, folks, but we just zippity doodah ourselves. Come on, that never came ourselves. up yet. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I, I heard it once. It was a, they used to say that back in the day. They did, zippity doodah. Zippity doodah. This right, is like 70s go. television talk. I'm you know, loving it. This is like something the Fonz would say. Like the FCC would have approved <laughs> yeah. zippity doodah. Zippity doodah. I mean, you know, Richie Cunningham would say this <laughs> to fine. the Fonz. You know? That's right. Fonz, uh, I know zippity doodah about being cool. You know? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just like that's the kind that, of thing. That's you know? exactly what they would have said. All right. This is way too easy. I mean, I can't chant this one. I can't do anything to make this one not transparent, so I'll just read it. All right. I'm on a bus on a psychedelic trip, reading murder books, trying to stay hip. And I'm going to say, you know, I cannot dispute this. I mean, if you're trying to stay hip on a bus, uh, on a psychedelic trip, reading murder books is as good as anything else. I, I guess. Mean, I mean, you, you stand a pretty, you know, pretty better, good chance of staying hip that way. Uh, maybe I should read more, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm on a bus on a psychedelic trip reading murder books, trying to stay hip. I'm thinking of you. You're out there. So say your prayers. I don't know the lyrics to wow. whatever this is. Well, I'll give you a slight, tiny, Metallica. little, tiny, itty-bitty little hint that I sing it every damn time we go to karaoke. Really? Yeah, I did it last week, dude. Say it again. When you hear the music, you make a dip oh, in the sun. Oh, Billy Idol. Yes. For I'm on sake. a bus on a psychedelic right. trip to read the murder books and trying to stay here. Fuck. Thinking of you, y'all out there mm-hmm. so in my favorite part. Say your, your prayers. prayers. That voice, man. Yep. Yeah, uh, now, gee, does that constitute your getting it? I, I, no, uh, I did not get it. Really? No, I did Come not on. get it. 
I can't sing it to you? No. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> no. I'll bend the rules like crazy so I don't come off the usual ogre I appear That's during this right. feature. Try, you though do. I do. I don't know. All right, are you ready? For what? This one. Is the, the last fucking <laughs> oh, one. Yeah. This one is zippity doo I thought you were going to say do a feature. As, well. as if you're trying to be nice to as me. If you're, me I, I, any sort of... As uh, if I'm going to know zippity doo about this song. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Cher would never say that. In that movie, she would be like, as if I would ever say that. Mm. There's a message in the wild, and I'm sending you this signal tonight. You don't know how desperate I've become, and it looks like I'm losing the fight. Uh-oh. The I'm sending you this signal tonight. I know it. I know you know this. There's a message in the wild. Yeah, there's a message in the wild, and I'm sending you this signal tonight. I'm going to scream bloody murder when I don't know this one, but yeah, go ahead. You don't know how desperate I've become, and it looks like I'm losing this fight. Oh, no, 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 no. You know this Don't do this to me, brain. Don't do this. You know this Brain, I know I haven't been attentive to you. (laughs) (laughs) I know I've neglected you. We've been away from the show for for Uh, several weeks. Brain, I've neglected you. I'm sorry. Uh, Okay, hang on a sec. I know it's lightning, but lightning isn't always fast, is it? No, no. It's usually really fucking fast, but that's okay. I mean, there's some lightning that's faster than other so, lightning. I mean, yeah, you're right. right. You're right. Meanwhile, I could have figured it this out all this time. This is slow-ass yeah. lightning? Yeah. This is called stalling? I could have, yeah. I mean, buying... You're stalling. I mean, uh, how much does it... I don't have much money, but I can always buy time, you know? Oh, no, you've got five <laughs> seconds. Five. All right. Uh, four. Three. Two. One. All right, my life is over. Tell me. I ain't missing you at all. Oh, no. <laughs> no matter. John, wait, the babies, what the hell? What my friends say. It's it's John Waite solo, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. There's a message in the wild. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I fucking love that song so it's much. It's excellent. Uh, and it's my heart that's breaking. Yes. On, on, on this side of the microphone tonight, tonight, you know? I ain't missing you at all. I'm never playing this game again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Furious. <laughs> Fuck Furious. I'm done with this. Fuck stupid. This stupid. is a stupid it's show. So stupid, stupid section. As if we'll ever do this feature again. I'm, as a, I'm out, baby. I'm out, man. I'm out. I'm checking out. All right. What do we got here? We have Grace Cummings, another Melbourne artist. With a song called Heaven, and Grace is wonderfully folk. So let's take a listen to Grace Cummings. There is no world we live in. I've just discovered heaven. Hanging from the tree It fades away as you reach for me There is no God, there is no King Yet you
ten gallons, tits in hand. Nothing was made for stir. It's a pretty green Diamonds in the water Flowing down the stream There is no God There is no queen That was Grace Cummings with Heaven. If all folk were like that, I would probably listen to folk every day, all day. That voice is equal parts Ted Neely to me and Ann Wilson, which is like my favorite combination ever. Ted Neely, very nice. Absolutely. And Ann Wilson, there's just this power, but then there's this kind of gravelly perfection. And I'm telling you, I have always, since I was a kid, because Melissa Etheridge is a huge influence for me and i'm gonna say ted neely is a huge influence for me too i've never heard a voice like that when before when i was a child i'd never heard anything like that and i've always wanted that little gravelly sound always my whole life but um those those two are my favorite combination and that voice and the guitar is all i need just those two things she makes me question whether or not i should continue singing with a voice like that i'm like i don't I, maybe i should just quit i mean when you hear a voice like that i'm like okay Quitting is a good idea. Um, But it is so powerful and so heartfelt that I listen to so many things when I'm going and and researching, and I listen to so many different Melbourne artists. And when I heard that voice in the first, like, 10 seconds, I started to feel emotional, and I'm like, turn it off. That's coming on the show. So what did you think, David? Well, I agree with the, uh, except for the part about giving up and quitting. Uh, we don't do... (laughs) We don't uh, we don't get driven to those extremes <laughs> by the amazing talents that we find here like this, but it, it's you said about the guitar and the vocal it is it is very raw. That's the yes. thing about it. It's the, that's the single defining word I think. I mean the the whole sound of it, the emotions are raw. The sound is raw. The uh, there's minimal instrumentation, and um, 
you know, the voice is so, it's not, that we, we heard another song where uh, the voice was uh, mixed down in the mix where it belonged because mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it just exactly had the, the impact that it was looking for. Here, the voice is supposed to be all over you, and I don't mean this in a bad way, it wraps around you like barbed wire. It does. Only it doesn't hurt, only you're, yes. or you're into it or something. Yeah, you're totally But um, you're just with it. And, you're like, um, hurt me so good. It, it hurts so good. And when you work in... 10-gallon Stetson hat references. Uh-huh. And to me, Sterner stuff, that's Mark Antony's speech from Julius yes. Caesar. It's fantastic. For sure. It's a killer lyric. And um, I I love this. Of course, I doubt every song sounds like this. I wouldn't necessarily want to hear an album with every song sounding like this. But it is a, it's a, it's a knockout, and it, and it uh, speaks of it bodes well and speaks of uh, much better things because anybody who can produce this can do anything. Absolutely. And I... I will tell you, and I'm I'm vowing, and I am true to my word. I will be digging into her catalog. Just brilliant stuff, and I'm so happy to bring her to you. Another, another in a series of fabulous Melbourne artists. Grace Cumming, Cummings Music. So, Facebook at G R A C E C U M M I N G S Music. Well, that means that we are going to another feature for which uh, David will be your host. Uh, what? Yeah. Wait a second. Wait well, a hey, second. Hey, you picked this fucking one. We did that. My last feature was long enough for two. Doesn't mm. that count for anything? It counts for one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're really going to hate this one. It's like, all right, it's me new feature. I hope you hate it. Okay. Hopefully. Wow. <laughs> wow. No. I don't know about this one because it is cinema calling. And for this feature, we share how music enhances or detracts from movies. Well, he said, going for his notes. (laughs) Well, and this might be a little different because how oft? Not often, though the dictation note fails to recognize the distinction, no matter how clearly I enunciate it. But how oft do we think of films that are enhanced, elevated, or otherwise delectified? And the spell checker doesn't know that word, believe it or not. <laughs> Delectified by being adorned and bedecked with a really happening soundtrack. Not score, mind you. We're soundtrack as in the songs that are played in it. Ah. We've covered a few on the show, but this time we're going to take a little detour to the road less traveled and talk about what I consider uh, kind of a shit film, which has a soundtrack that would be its only saving grace if it could be redeemed at all. And for this, we're traveling, uh, as far as the era of the uh, events of the film, back in time. Not to the 70s, believe it or not, but the late 80s. So maybe Pumpkin's going to be a little interested this time. Hey, I'm so interested. When the uh, music was synthesized and everything else was synthetic. uh, Fucking A, really? I mean, you know. Really? Clothing was made out of a material not found in nature. Uh, It was grand, you know. I mean, it was was (laughs) fake. This film was yet another in a seemingly endless parade of pictures about female agents slash assassins who might weigh 105 pounds after a particularly large Thanksgiving meal, wearing three soaking wet three layers of winter clothes, and they mop up the floor with an army of 250-pound goons. And (laughs) ladies, no offense, but you probably don't want to try this in real life. Probably not. But it makes for some great entertainment, though. In fact, usually anyway. Gina Davis in The Long Kiss Goodnight. You ever see that one? Yes. It's a personal cheesy favorite of mine so and cheesy. my first wife. We love this one. Samuel J. Ja- Samuel come Jackson, come on, you know. But it's not in the lamentable case of 2017's 
and I have to pause before I say it, Atomic Blonde. Oh, God. Uh, uh Yes. I'm touching on something here. Yes. I have to pause because what usually comes out of my mouth half the time is Concrete Blonde. I don't know why. I just say that. Joey. Yeah, Yeah, because Concrete Blonde, blonde, I am. Well, we're music folks. Yeah. So. Although it would probably be helpful for our titular protagonist to be made of concrete because (laughs) though she always prevails, she takes one hell of a shellacking throughout this movie. And, uh, in fact, this film pulls quite an impressive hat trick in having the film star, Academy Award winner Charlize Theron, yes. emerging naked from a bathtub and evoking nothing from the viewer but revulsion <laughs> as, as her body is covered in the most horrendous contusions. You know, <laughs> It's disgusting. Uh, and this probably is not the result of Hollywood makeup magic. This is probably just what Charlize Theron looked like while making this film. <laughs> yeah. She twisted her knee, ex- uh, bruised her hips, and had to undergo extensive dental surgery from clenching her teeth so hard. Ooh. I mean, it was a mess. Ooh. And I'm sure there was more, you know. Uh, Theron's character, Lorraine, is an agent, and not just an agent, but a double agent. And in fact, ultimately, we find a triple agent. Uh, it takes place in and around 1989, you know, fall of the Berlin Wall, Soviet Union collapse, reunification of Berlin, all that stuff. And, you know, while I'm sure the city of Berlin at that time, with all of its spies, gangsters, and general lowlife scrambling to get over, <laughs> was not any threat to Disneyland's claim to be happiest place on Earth, I, for one, don't appreciate this level of bleakness in a film. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Fair I enough. Mean, I get it. But, of course, it was a different... Who knows what I think of it now? This was years ago. I'm less of a pussy now. I mean, I'm, 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 I can... <laughs> you, you can handle a lot. My taste has evolved a little bit. It's a little. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that much bleakness, though. There's a reason PBS is free and movies cost $9, because one is supposed to entertain you. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Berlin is a lot more pleasant. Now, in fact, our globetrotting friend Kill Jill happens to be there at this very moment, apparently having a good time. So it was nice. definitely not uh, conc- oh, fuck atomic blonde <laughs> material. Yeah. Though sometimes, compared with John Wick and the director of Atomic Blonde, assisted with that film, to me, they have very little in common, despite the abundance of action and mayhem. And I mean that in the legal sense. You know, people think of the word mayhem as like, bedlam, pandemonium, (laughs) the guy from the Allstate commercial, you know. Uh, You know know the guy, right? (laughs) Yes. I fucking love him. He's actually in John Wick. No shit. He's in John Wick. He's mayhem. I didn't know that. Only he isn't doing mayhem, though, but he is there. Um, you know, legally it involves maiming, maiming and grievous bodily injury. And while there's no shortage of that in either film, John Wick at least is blessed with a certain sardonic humor and the character's <laughs> love for his late wife and his puppy, which was a gift from the aforementioned spouse. The beloved animal's senseless killing might trigger a chain of events resulting in the deaths of hundreds of persons, but damn it, it's entertaining as hell. You know? <laughs> yes. Bruce was commenting on this the other day. He said it was all over a puppy. It's like hundreds of people die because of the damn puppy. But you know what? What? I would kill for a puppy too. Come a, on. A puppy is worth killing a I'm couple sorry. hundred people. I'm sorry. I'm just know? saying. You kill a puppy, I don't care how many motherfuckers are going. You know? Sorry. You know? Sorry. Trumps. Some motherfuckers. You know, and I'm funny that way. I want my entertainment to entertain me, and I want to enjoy movies. You know, I don't go there with some lemon suck face. Oh, why should I like you? <laughs> Impress me. Impress me. (coughs) Excuse me. I mean, I'd make a terrible critic because I'm already on your side and inclined to like your work. Yes. I'm I'm not objective at all. Um, You know, but filmmaker, if you you abuse me, you lose me, you know? And I know they tried, but Atomic Blonde just didn't get there for me. The the only relatable humanity in the Lorraine character begins in what seems like a cheap attempt to titillate. 
In Berlin, Lorraine meets a novice French agent played by Sophia Botella, who that later, who that same year would play the mummy, the title character of the mummy with Tom Cruise. Mm. Um, I like the film. Nobody else. I'm the only one, but yeah, I, I like the yeah, I'm, alo- the I'm totally one. alone there. And amidst the ever-present neon and music of the time, which I, I promise we will get to. <laughs> I was like, well, like, well it's really? kind of a movie review right now. Yeah, but and, I mean, you, you know, know that's... There's, we'll get to the music. It's well, okay. I mean, you know, it's fine. You know, the two share a steamy kiss, but instead of just ticking off another box with cool stuff with a uh, little lesbian eye candy, the ensuing relationship, however, brings the only vestige of warmth, affection, and even heartbreak to this joyless, ice-cold super agent. And that's not a character I really want to see, so it's, it is this close to being the best thing. Apart from that, Atomic Blonde the is a... The lesbian moment is the closest well, I mean, to being the best thing. No, no, is, not, no. Those are words I've never heard a man utter in my life. <laughs> never Come before. Come <laughs> fucking kidding It might me. not be the first time. No, but I mean the humanity of it. I mean, there's... there's the lesbian you know, humanity? No, yeah, well, I mean... All right. Fair it's not enough, that there's yeah. a bunch of sex scenes around. There might be a couple, but... The, it's, yeah, there are a few sex But it's yeah. she actually is human when it comes to this her, her feelings for this person, which mm. is the only thing in the movie about her that resembles a real human being. Um, apart from that, though, Atomic Blonde is a pretty soul-deadening affair, uh, which, despite its numerous, undeniably well-staged fight scenes, is devoid of the giddy schoolboy thrills of John Wick. I mean, you sit there at John Wick, and you kind of giggle, you know? <laughs> it's just fun. Bruce is like, yeah, man. Well, yeah, it's fun. But it's not a total loss, as we're, we're here to talk about the music. Do you like Neon, first of all? Yeah. Well, this flick's got... Lots of it. You know. I like neon. For every gritty, grimy, depressing alley or warehouse scene where someone's being beaten to death, there's a club full of beautiful neon pulsing to an incredible 80s soundtrack. Fuck yeah. Yep. This movie's got a soundtrack for days, and I uh, never quite understood that saying. It's like right as rain. I mean, she's got legs for days? What the hell does that even mean? That's scary. You know? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and while Atomic Blonde's 115-minute runtime might feel like it lasts for days, this <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack never wears out its welcome. Carefully dissected, in fact, Atomic Blonde can make for a few good decadent 80s music videos. Just listen to the tunes that are in there. And, you know, it's been a few years, and I don't remember any particularly story-enhancing placement of the songs. Now, it's usually a thing. They'll play a certain song, like Almost Famous. Oh, yeah. And, you know, High Fidelity and stuff. This is not really one of those cases that I remember all these years later. Okay. But there's still always a relief. And this flick really could use relief wherever it can find it. <laughs> However, you know, considering it wouldn't have been an anachronism having been released 10 years before the events of the story, I can't think of a possible reason for Blondie's Atomic not to be included. Oh, apart my God, from you're the, right. You know, apart from that they just simply couldn't obvious. get permission, you know? Or just too obvious. I mean, Blondie, Atomic, Atomic Blonde, hello, I clubs, mean, just you know? Saying, just saying. Anyway, dig uh, some of these, uh, some of these, uh, some tunes, of these tunes here, again. as uh, Frankie would say, as uh, the chairman of the board would say. Starting with a song which originated in another film's soundtrack, David Bowie, Cat People, Putting Out Fire, mm. co-written with uh, disco king Giorgio Moroder, who wrote, you know, big producer, wrote all kinds of songs with Donna Summer. Yes. Um, Cat People has, it was in the film, Cat People, of course, has nothing to do with the lyric or anything. It's putting out fire. You know, it's, mm. it's kind of a creepy song, and I'm not surprised everybody doesn't know it. But what about Peter Schilling, Major Tom? Oh, yeah. I love <clears throat> that song. Wait. Standing there alone, the ship is waiting, all systems are go. Are, are you, you sure? sure? Now, and Patrick. honestly, I did. I had the lyric wrong on this one. It says, uh, 
All is working, trying to relax. Up in the capsule, send me up a drink, jokes Major Tom. Yeah. I thought he was saying something about take the apadrine, you know, which, which is motion sickness. I figure he's, he's going up in space. It makes you sense. You know what? I, I love that you injected logic into this song. I really thought he was talking about apadrine. How are you going to fucking do that? Take the apadrine. I, I thought that's how Brilliant. it went. I, I don't love know it. why. It's you know a, what? It does go that way forevermore. Uh, you know, I'll bet you it's one of those. Um, uh, uh, Mandela things. I bet you everybody thinks he says that. Absolutely. You know? Mandela effect all day long. All day long. And, and, and we know that song from Gail Bedecker oh. was singing it, right? And uh, he rec- in Breaking Bad before Absolutely. getting shot in the face. In the um, face. Point blank. <laughs> Point rude. blank. Totally rude. They found a tape of him singing that song. In yep. fact, the, uh, the feds were watching it. That's right. Yeah. Oh my god, kind of, I loved it. I loved it. It was so friggin' cool. I loved Gail, though. Oh, great, I know. Sweet, loving great, character. Great, character. My goodness. All right, anyway, what else we got in this here uh, little soundtrack? Now, you might know Tyler Bates. Yes. Yeah, right? He's on the, He's all over this damn thing. He's got a song in here called, believe it or not, Cocksucker. He's got a song in here called Demonstration, and he's got a duet with Marilyn Manson called Stigmata. I don't know any of those. Oh, I don't know Stigmata. Yeah. However, we've got everybody who was around back then knows Nina's 99 Luftballons. Oh, indeed. Everybody knows. The, the Absolutely. English version sucked ass. It, it needs to be sung in German. I disagree. Really? I disagree. Anyway. I like them both. It's a great song. It is a great song. And I'm sure this is one that's near and dear to you. Um, I will be your father figure. Mr. I George Michael. of crime. Yes. Is that how it goes? Yeah, I will yep, be the one to love you. Anything you have in mind. This And this is a song that, um, if you were listening to the radio back then, you know and you love, and you don't know whatever happened to this afterwards, this group or anything. After the fire, Der Commissar. Hell yeah. Hell what yeah. What to them? Yeah. Don't turn around. Uh-oh. Der Commissar. Der Commissar's in town. Uh-oh. Excellent, excellent song. I know that again. I'm doing. I'm pulling a total David right now. But Falco did an incredible little cover of that. That's exactly I right. He it. did. He did. You're right. I love Falco. Yeah. Unfortunately, we lost him a long time ago. But I love Falco. That was a great one. Yeah, and Falco. Sorry, Falco covered. Um, and this one, I don't remember much about. And this is one of those bands you got to wonder if they took their name from a song, Reflex. Oh, you wonder if it's Duran Duran thing? I wonder. Thing? But the song is The Politics of Dancing. Oh, The Politics of Ooh, Feeling Good. Hell yeah, oh, that's a that, fucking that's great in the movie. Song. It's a great soundtrack, I you know? I fucking love it. And Till Tuesday. <gasps> hush, hush. Keep it down now. Voices carry. Oh, oh, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Fucking Amy Mann is a goddess. That is fantastic. And a song that seems to end up in a lot of soundtracks. The Clash. London calling like, to uh, the faraway town. It's a brilliant song. That's why. Oh, the I bass. Mean. No, no, it's in, uh, it's in one of the Pierce Brosnan and James Bonds. It's everywhere. It's a great song. But he edits for pause. <laughs> So I thought you might be familiar with Tyler Bates, and I'm not familiar with him, but since this is a German film, we'll call him Herr Bates. And speaking of hair, those hair heroes, a flock of seagulls, couldn't possibly be left out of this proceedings, now could they? No. No way. I wouldn't and leave them And I ran, I ran, ran so far away, couldn't get away. Come on. It's Come ba- on. It's... Well, legend, it's legendary for a reason, it because is. it's badass. Yeah. Just the hair is legendary as it's well. It's almost like a little mini Shrikes going here. You know? I mean, yeah. seriously, totally. <laughs> anyway, highly recommended, though it came. Atomic Blonde, eh, 
just give me the soundtrack, hold the movie, thanks. <laughs> now, again, I've, I, I might love it if I watched it now, but Probably I didn't not. love it then. Nobody loved that movie. You enjoy I'm the sorry. 80s, Pumpkin? I love it. 80s is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. You me know, too. It's because we weren't in Berlin. You know? A word to the wise... <laughs> 80s and 90s, I know the lyrics to those motherfuckers. Oh, so for various, oh. that could be helpful to me. So noted. To you, yes. So you don't, uh, you don't have this persecution complex. So uh, that'd no. be good. No. Anyway, uh, see, it's been a while, but I haven't forgotten how to run a feature over long, as I said. Take it away and far away if you want to save it. Oh, my God. Well, I have not seen that movie entirely because I could not stomach it. It was too stupid. I just. I couldn't get through it. I definitely saw and noted the soundtrack, and the soundtrack is brilliant. And Charlize Theron is probably one of the most beautiful women in the entire world. I've just she's stunningly beautiful. It's ridiculous. Um, the rest of us are, you know, sticking our heads in the sand because we cannot ever be that beautiful. But she also seems to be down to earth as a human, and she's willing, like you said, to have her body look absolutely disgusting and scary. So, you know, and then she also played um, well, there you go. the serial killer, yeah. and she was brilliant, and she made herself very ugly and was terrifyingly accurate in playing that character, did you see that movie? You, you must be speaking of her Academy Award winning performance in Monster. That's Believe correct. it or not, I did not see that movie. Oh my though. God, it's fucking brilliant. And she's an incredible actress. Um, and this one, I think, is one of those movies that Charlize is like, How much are you going to pay me? Shit, I'll yeah. do it. But, you know. Yeah, I, she I don't played know. serial killer Eileen Wuornos. But uh, yes, uh, hell of a performance, uh, I hear, and a uh, role to take on. It's one I've really got to see. You've got to see it. Because she is a hell of an actress. I can't blame uh, blame her for Atomic she's, Blonde. She's terrifying. And even when people take on something like that, i got to give them big respect anyway. You do. You know, for just for undertaking it. Mm-hmm. When people take on big challenges, like Paul Stanley singing Phantom of the Opera live, you know, and, um, well, Ooh. that took balls, you know? It, well, it took. It took balls. Sometimes you need to replace your balls with a new set of balls if you're thinking of doing that. <laughs> uh, it was great. And, uh, you know, great. some of the, uh, the things Andrew people Lloyd do. Andrew Lloyd Webber is like, yes, that was the most amazing rendition. Is that kind of great? Or just like you that, respect him? That's what. That's actually what happened. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, you know, even like Jim Carrey, the, the things yet he had to endure to the Grinch. I mean, you got to give him credit for that. But that doesn't mean, um, you know, I want to be entertained. And Atomic Blonde didn't do it for me at the no, time. No, I mean, I need a little bit of levity. I need a little bit of something. Something yeah. to, you know, ride the fun with. Well, Monster is, there's no levity in Monster. Yeah, but some of those movies that have no levity are still gripping and it's, wonderful. Like, I saw ridiculously I good. saw Mystic River for the first time. Oh. I picked it up at the library for 20 cents. It's like, okay, I'll buy this movie Fuck for 20 yeah. cents. You know, what's the, what's the risk? And uh, it was absolutely great. It didn't depress me. I thought it okay. was just a great film. Okay, well, then you should watch it, because it's brilliant. Cinema Calling, I've missed that feature. It's been way too long since we've done that one. Thank you for bringing back an oldie but a goodie. That's one of our original. That one does go way back, yeah. yeah. It definitely is. And uh, maybe talk a little too much about the film, but I mean... Hey, hey. movie review slash music review, why not? Do we have rules here besides the the, the annual how old is your brain test? I do have eight minutes on this this particular uh, feature, but I have it on most, and we don't give a shit. No, that never... The show always ends up pretty short, though. What that is, is that is just... That's a jumping off point yeah. <laughs> for us. So, well, thank you very much. It's like, that was yeah, eight, eight minutes is a number that it, it could be, and it could be something else, you know. It's true. Or 80 or 18. One number's as good as another. Right, you know? we're whatever. All right, and our next band from Melbourne is 
Thornhill with a song called Leather Wings, which does, you know, evoke a sort of visual, kind of an Icarus sort of thing. Because how would you fly, not only near the sun, but how would you fly with leather wings? So very interesting. A fucking rad alternative metal band in my taste. Well, I listen to the first, like, 15 to 20 seconds, then I stop it. Thank but you. But let's take a listen, and uh, we'll come back and tell you what we think. Okay, that was Thornhill. So, holy shit. What are your thoughts? 
Well, first off, I'm noticing a trend here. I'm noticing a pattern. I think you noticed it too. What is it with bands from Melbourne that have to have the heart attack inducing jump start song at beginning? <laughs> they all had it so far. <laughs> it's like I press the button to play the song. We're saying, you know, ah. <laughs> well, this one has a little twist because it ends the same way, sort of, but we'll get sure. to that. Um, uh, after the, that intro, uh, well, I love the title Leather Wings because, I mean, it's Leather Wings. Is it like leathery wings? Is it a demon thing? And I'm going to be the first to tell you, I don't exactly understand many of the words of this song. But uh, the first time through, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I did. But you can tell it's frightening because of the you know the music, tonally speaking, and, you, and the, the edge to the vocal. You can tell it's something... I mean, it can be mistaken for a chaotic noise, but no way. There's a very sly and sophisticated and haunting uh, tapestry being woven here and uh, in what seems very noisy, and that's a hell of a trick to pull off, and I love that. And uh, then it has the, the jump scare second false start at the end, or of the second new beginning, and then it's this guttural, damn dirty ape, uh, wonderful outro and I mean that as a, that's my motto. Damn is, uh, dirty ape. Yeah, that's my motto. Uh, speak, uh, speak and act as a gentleman, but rock like a damn dirty ape. That's my motto. <laughs> In fact, uh, my, my song, Tomorrow Night, it's listed as DDA Mix. That's what DDA stands for, damn dirty ape. Oh. Uh, and, but guys, this was, uh, this was insane killer. Um, uh, yeah, we're going to be noisy, we're going to be crass, and yet... There's some really beautiful stuff going on in there. It's, it's a great tune. I got to look up the lyrics and read them because I didn't get many, but I loved what I heard. So, so you know, I listened to about 20 seconds of these songs, you know, so I'm looking for Melbourne bands and this song starts and I'm so fucking in from second one. And then to my absolute delight and pleasure, there are actually beautiful vocals that voice is amazing and wonderful, and I love to hear the melodic vocals on a hard rock tune or a metal tune. There's something about that that just does it for me. Not that I mind other vocals, but there was just something super wonderful about this because I'm a huge Muse fan. So Muse mm. is very hard rock. Sometimes they could border on metal, but they're usually like kind of rocky, poppy Pretty sort heavy. of thing. But they're really heavy, and he's got these beautiful vocals. So. I definitely felt super connected to this tune from that that standpoint. And, you know, usually a metal band is defined by their rhythm section and their guitars. But seriously, every single aspect of this particular track and this band really are key players. And that even the harmonies take on their own persona. So, I mean, for me... I'm I'm happy about the screams, the way that the screams were placed and all of that stuff. It was just really, really amazing. I'm in 100% and I'm going to, again, as I mentioned, if I like a band, I'm going to indulge in their catalog and I'm going to take this one in and share liberally. And I hope you will too. And you can find this particular band, Thornhill, on Bandcamp at Thornhill, T-H-O-R-N-H-I-L-L-M-E-L-B, as in Melbourne. Whew, that is a lot, because just amazing music. Again, that's why we're here, is to highlight amazing musicians from all over the world, every continent, all of that. And this time, we just have a little focus. So if you'd like your continent, your state, your city, whatever it is, your country, to be highlighted, let us know, and uh, we will do just that. So next, what is next? Well, next is the pecking order. 
And for this feature, we pit similar bands against each other and determine the pecking order. So this time I picked two bands that are similar, not the same. I never pick bands that are the same, but similar. One founded in 1989 or really kind of came out in 1989, which is the Chemical Brothers. And the others came out in, I think, 1990, which is the Prodigy. So these two bands are very much the same in the fact that they're both electronic bands. They have a lot of kind of catchy, interesting, um, you know, talking parts in them or raps in them, depending on how you kind of say it. They have different movements, if you will. Um, and because they came out at the same time, you can really see their evolution from where they started to where they are now. And both have relatively recent albums. I'm going to say from 2015 forward, so not super old albums. But I remember when the Chemical Brothers came out, and I remember when the Prodigy came out. Now, I like the Chemical Brothers' earlier stuff better than their later stuff, and the Prodigy's later stuff better than their early stuff. So it's very interesting. So I guess, did did Chemical Brothers evolve or devolve? And I asked the same of myself for the Prodigy. And is that really a qualifier to be first in a pecking order probably not right it's what moves you at what it's what gets you going and so listening back to these bands again and you know one of the things i kept thinking is i should have put fat boy slim in here so fat boy slim is an incredible electronic band too but again i didn't i should have done all three but i'll find a place for a fat boy slim in the future just brilliant but anyway can't say i dig their name very much but you know <laughs> Back to the two that we're talking about. So the Chemical Brothers, when I listen to them, I kind of feel a little bit drawn to them because it feels like an homage certainly to old school rap, which I really, really like because I'm a big fan of old school rap and old school hip hop. But then I also hear the more modern kind of new wavy electronic progression that they're doing as well. And they mix the two brilliantly. And... And then I hear Prodigy, and I think that there is something to be said for the vocals, right? All the vocals, there's very stylized vocals um, in the Prodigy's music, you know, both from the lead and then who would be like the co-lead. Just some stuff that is really stirring. So you might be thinking, well, Christina, get to the fucking point. Who is number one in the pecking order? Do you have any guesses who I might be placing first, David? Um... And then, of course, I'll let you speak as well. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I have a guess. Do I have to say it? You don't have to. No, no. I, I'll, tell you if, I'll tell you if I was right. Okay. So those two, I, again, just putting them against each other because that's what this is about. I know they're not apples to apples, but again, coming out the same time, same sorts of music. You're not allowed to say both. You know? Yeah, exactly. I can't say both. That's, even some, that's some online bullshit we don't do here. That is some online yeah. bullshit. No, we take a stand. We are not the fence. I'm not Switzerland. I'm going to take no. a fucking side. So before I reveal mine, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it, and then maybe we'll do the big reveal after. But those are some of my preliminary thoughts listening back to both bands. Okay, well, you know, the, the limited programming on... KTAR. Uh, <laughs> that was an era that I largely missed completely. And um, a lot of that 90s stuff and everything, when I go back, when I look at it, I realize I didn't miss that much. Hey, I, hey -oh. Now, I was pretty much unfamiliar with both these groups, except for not that long ago, and I don't remember how long, maybe it was a couple of years, I don't know, yeah. uh, Keith Flint yeah. of The Prodigy uh, passed away. And I thought, the way people were talking about it, I thought he was 
the prodigy. I thought he was, it was his band. It was his, in fact, for the first six years, he was a dancer, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And then he went into vocals, which uh, really changed things it for changed them, I think. everything. And, and um, his visual representation, yeah, too, was crazy. I loved it. The first thing I knew about this group was I saw the video for Firestarter. I'm a Firestarter. And I thought, oh, I like this guy. I like this guy. I like this band. Okay, so I went and listened to both of them. Uh, quite a few uh, songs from several different albums. However, you mentioned the prodigy. Uh, good uh, new album, you know. It was a few years ago, but mm-hmm. it's relatively new. I did listen to that one. I was very impressed. I um, I didn't listen to much newer from the Chemical Brothers, but I listened to Prodigy, and I thought, wow, that's some good stuff. Even better than the early, you know. I liked it, you know, the, the Keith Flynn era. The, um, Chemical Brothers, to me, is club music, and I'm not a big fan of club music. I like to, I'm not that much of a dinosaur. I like to go to clubs. I like to dance. I just don't like to do it to club music. Right. And, you know, a little rap here and there, it's okay. Mostly, I thought it was a lot of the same kind of stuff that really doesn't, it's not a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. I was a little more drawn towards Prodigy. I like some of their stuff. It has a little bit more of a, a punk edge to it, and um, you know, a little more vocal action, and it was just more accessible to me, and I know what they're going for. There was an indie group that I thought that really nailed that down. It had that electronic beat, that electronic you know, drive and everything, all that programming, but real bass and real guitar and real vocals and stuff, the Harry Monk Project. Really one of the first things I discovered in the indie music scene. I think that does what Prodigy and the Chemical Groups, that group did what Prodigy and the Chemical Brothers really can't, and that's just hold my interest much. I did like the Prodigy more, but I'm not, a, not crazy about either one, to be honest. Mm. Right. So I give it to Prodigy. The well, Prodigy, sorry. That is certainly shocking and surprising to me that you didn't really like the Prodigy's music. I thought you would have because it is there is more movement in it. There is more variation in it. There mm-hmm. is more it's more danceable. It's more of all of those things. So I am surprised by that. But and I, and I and I I do appreciate some electronic dance music. I mean, I have worked quite a bit with an artist that you have as well, Octane. And uh, I do like that stuff. I think that's actually better than uh, like. And he it was because of him I checked into the Prodigy because he was a fan, and uh, not surprisingly. But um, I don't know. I what they're going for is okay, but it doesn't really hold me. Sorry. Interesting. So I am. I'm not a big fan of quote unquote just dance music for the sake of being dance music. I'm okay if you make amazing music and I can also dance to it. That's great. If I oh, can't, yeah. I'm fine with just listening mm-hmm. to it. Um, and I don't know that I would do much more than kind of like bang, bop my head to to Prodigy, but there's just something about it that gets me, it kind of gets me going. It gets me riled up. It gets me fired up. Um, I find it exciting. I find it super different. I find it dark. Um, obviously, the vocals in it are very dark. You know, um, I, I'm i a huge fan of The Prodigy. I was a fan of The Chemical Brothers back in the day, but for me, it's The Prodigy all day long. And, yeah. I, you know, I think the, the Chemical Brothers, though, you know, you could say that they kind of pioneered the sound yeah. and brought it out. And I think that The Prodigy kind of perfected it, at least that era of it. And, um, yeah, I, I really do like The Prodigy. I mean, I am a, an actual fan of The Prodigy. Big, yeah, big if I was, time. If I was out and they started playing, I'd dance along, sure. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it is that's it is better. I like it better, more much more accessible. Yeah, and so. um, listenable, I mean, I wouldn't jump to turn it off either, but not the kind of thing I would go out of my way to seek, but definitely good enough, I guess. Hmm, interesting. Well, um, 
Anyway, so I guess the pecking order has been decided by both of us and the Prodigy wins. I'm not necessarily surprised by that, although I don't want to say I don't like the Chemical Brothers because I do. They started it all. But I just think that the Prodigy perfected it. And what I like about the Prodigy, too, is it feels modern no matter when they're doing it. It feels like they kind of have their fingers on the pulse. And if you listen to, and I, you know, smack my bitch up or Firestarter, they can stand up to today's, you know, kind of, I guess, if you're comparing it to today's music, you they can kind of stand up to it. So I, I really like that. And all I have to say is I cannot believe that you would dare say you don't like this music as if. I mean, uh, as as if I care. No, as I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's. I don't know if I'm that much of a dino. Maybe I am. It's just not my not my thing. You know? I don't know because the music that Octane made, which I absolutely love as well, is all dance. It's, it is dance music. But it, it, it is not. This just seems like something. Maybe I'm not doing the right kind of drugs, but this just seems like something. If you're in a club and you're on ecstasy, okay, fine. Otherwise, I'm going to get a little rest. Now, I, I'd probably dance to it, but. You would dance to it. Uh, you, would be, you would pogo. Yeah, but I mean, it you would. would. It would and he'd say, I'm a fire starter. I would keep, I would stay motivated over a different bunch of rock songs or a different bunch of, of, uh, of course, Casey and the Sunshine Man, anything, you know, that, um, than that. But hey, you know, depends on the mood I was in, I guess, you know. Well, the Prodigy wins it in the pecking order, and, um, they won my heart a long time ago, and obviously we miss him. We're sad that we lost him all that time ago. I wonder what they would have done now. That but was that was like three or four years or something. It was, it was, a while it was ago. quiet. Yeah, see, yeah. time fast so fast. But uh, well, anyway, uh, time now for another amazing artist from Melbourne. This one is called strangely gut health. Gut health. I love it. That's a term that's just started to be uh, bandied about a lot in the last few years. Now it's a big thing. This is good for your gut health. You Absolutely. Know. But like, gut health is important. You know? It is. Yukult. Eat that yogurt. Get that probiotics, yeah. babe. Drink some Yakult. Do right. that whole thing. That's right. Dabble in the Yakult. Yakult, not occult, but whatever you're into. And uh, and, and I just want you to know, gut health, <laughs> that uh, I'm hopefully you're, you're going to settle our stomachs and make us feel good inside. But uh, also, you're not going to get us with any jump start scare thing because we're looking for it this time. I'm not sure if they will, but you know what? They're here to They're help us. They're from Melbourne, us. and that's what they do down uh, there. Apparently, it's part of their, their thing. But they're trying to help us find our inner norm which is the title of the song so hopefully they'll help us settle our stomach find our inner norm and make sure that we have good gut health they are art pop rock art punk and alternative holy shit that's a mouthful let's listen to gut health
right. I am feeling that I have some inner norm right now because of gut health. I don't know about you. But I will tell you, I wanted to first say, hello, neighbor. <laughs> I fucking love it. I love, I love that part. the proggy aspects of this track. I love it. There's some tricky little time signature moments that make me happy. That fucking bass. Yeah, right. That fucking killer bass from beginning to end. And I love that this track is so bouncy and upbeat. It's punky pop with a hint. I hope this a hint of ska i hear a hint of ska in there and i am living for it so i th- i think about you know a song that you can pogo to and this one rises to the top can you not pogo the shit out of this song that's that's exactly the this song's gift i mean i love the the fact that the the harmonization of gut health as a name and inner norm right. you know i mean it, it all sounds so balanced it is know? it's it's part of a balanced and breakfast all seems right when you hear this kind of thing because you know i love this i love this punk stuff i, I know this. you do i mean when you uh, you take brilliant as you mentioned brilliant new wave bass totally a la, you know joe jackson elvis costello the manic punk energy Fuck of yeah. Blondie with real sass and intelligence and hooks uh, hooks yes. up the wazoo. I mean, you put all that together and Bob's your uncle, you know. I mean, uh, <laughs> oh, it's shit. a great, great We're killer track. Get Hopefully they won't tell us to get stuffed, you know. Oh, but, shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, uh, love this. This uh, fires me up um, like another track that uh, we played not long ago, Panic Shack, Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, yep. my goodness. It's one Brilliant. of those irresistible pogo masterpieces. and uh, Female vocals, too. Female vocals. Brilliant. Absolutely love uh, punk female vocals. You know. uh, it's so good. So damn good. And, yeah, I love the sass and the playfulness. I love all of that. And that's one of my favorite things about punk is it just makes it so vibrant, all that sass, all that attitude, all of that, I'm going to say whatever in the hell I want. And if you don't like it, you don't have to like it. That's fine. And and this is like uh, sass and intelligence together. Yes. Whereas the early punk that I loved so much, um, like Ramones, were not going out of their way to sound like yeah. rocket like rocket scientists. Yeah. You know, and that's what was great about it. Of course, they went there eventually, but I mean, they always had knucklehead lyrics in a way, and that's what that was part of the charm. Kind of the charm. But this, yeah. you know, the 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 keen wit here. Is uh, and the confidence and the swagger. It's just beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Really. It was really great. So if you liked Gut Health and you want to make sure you maintain your inner norm, go find them on Facebook at Gut Health Band. Cheaper than uh, Pepto-Bismol. It is, as far as I know, anyway. Depending. Um, Let's see. Well, I guess it's time for you to have me do some lunacy. Yeah, squawk that loon. And once again, I'm going to guess all wrong about who she knows and who she doesn't know. But uh, <laughs> let's take it nice and easy. Now, um, how does this work again? I so say squawk that loon. And yes, and then I have 30 seconds, and I, I will time it. I have 30 seconds to sing. To do what? To sing. <laughs> sing what? Um, are you fucking kidding me right now? This is this is stuff that we're supposed to we've talk done about. The, we've done air. this before. Yeah, we've done it before. Um but basically, I'm supposed to at least sing a line from the song. I see. Whether it's the chorus or a line or something, but you're expecting me to be able to perform on but, command. But uh, you're supposed to do a number from the same band? Is that the nope. idea? It, oh, just oh, just oh, pick a band. Okay, pick got a it. Band and okay, say, very good. Very you know, good. whatever the Clash. Then All I have to right. Come up with okay. Something. All right. Hang uh, on. Allow me to get my stopwatch because I want to be fair. I was going to say you're not, uh, you're not looking up. Uh, you're not have hacked my mind the way I did uh, your <laughs> winging it <laughs> that show. Was crazy. That's why I knew everything. 
Still fucking crazy. All right. I well, think you looked at the answers. And I'm supposed to be like five, five acts yeah, or something? Five. Okay, very well. Yep. All right, uh, low-hanging fruit. How about the Beatles? Uh, love, love me do. You know I love you. That is indeed a Beatles song. How about <laughs> The Doors? Come on, baby, light my fire. I suppose we'll accept that. Uh, how about uh, Led Zeppelin? <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, hey, mama, what are you got I can't do it too loud. I'll just do the, I'll do the, hang on. Let me try that again. Hang on. Let me try. I'm going to Led Zeppelin. I'll do the, um, oh, fuck, what is the name of that song? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I sing it as a, as a sound check. Why is that? Why can't I remember the name? Yeah, don't you do the don't you do one live? Yeah, what is the what is the fucking name of that song? Why can't I remember it? Um, it's either a, a a place way out yonder or no, a sweater. <laughs> sweater? <laughs> yeah. Fucking sweater. Yeah. Um, what is it? What is it? What is it? Fuck! I always do it. What is the song I always do? Why can't I remember? Cashmere. Oh. Cashmere. No, it's not cashmere. Oh, it's you get the sweater thing now. <laughs> Different spelling. I understand. Yes. Okay. It's not, oh, it's not cashmere. Oh, it's, uh, now um, I'm lost. Oh, it's the... Oh, All My Love. That's, ah, that's one, there yeah. you go. All My Love. Thank that's you. All of my love. And I've never heard you do it, but you mentioned all it. All of yeah. my love. Yes. Oh, my, the un, unfairly maligned uh, All My Love. Nice I fucking song. love that song. Great song. Okay. okay, so we did Zeppelin, Doors, Beatles. Okay, uh, running out of uh, low-hanging fruit. Creedence, Clearwater Revival. Um, why can't I remember a song by them? Um, um, um. Um, I see the bad moon rising. Thank you. I was going to say, how low does the fruit have to hang? Exactly. Are you okay. fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> Fuck you. All right, one you. more. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> one more. How about, uh, okay, let me think. Uh, Fleetwood Mac. Um, thunder on <laughs> Yeah. It's like you don't do all these songs, you know. I forgot. I'm, I'm giving her ones she actually does. Yeah, so those are a But she still fruit. couldn't get them anyway with this. <laughs> Um, we're going to have to be right back at you because I'm going to go kick someone's ass right now. <laughs> that means so we're going to pause okay, for a moment. So that was enough, right? Uh, that was enough. I, in fact, did squawk that loon successfully. Yeah. Although I will say I could not remember. And that wasn't it. There, I do a sound check song, and I don't know why I cannot remember it. I do. So we do perform All of My Love, but there's a sound check song that I do. Oh, that wasn't the one. No, I'm trying to remember. It's uh Oh, you need cooling. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not fooling. A whole lot of love, all my love. Okay, got it. Send you back to schooling. All right, I'm done. Okay, so I know that it's crazy, but we are going to do another metal band, but this time it's progressive metal, rock, and prog rock from Terra Maze, and the song name, beautiful, called The Heist. So that's what I'm talking about. Just rad ass badass names and cool ass song titles that's what i'm talking about so let's take a listen to terra maze and then we'll come back and hear what we think in breaking news tonight 12 young children have been found barely alive strapped to what can only be described as a blood siphoning machine allegedly used for reversing the aging process the horrors were discovered on 27 fake news street we now go to tom who is live at the scene of the crime
All right, that was Tara Mays and their amazing song, The Heist. So um, I just, I love that what felt like double time vocals. I love that it just, it kind of goes and it builds. And that guitar in the beginning sounds like a synth. It's amazing. It's just, it's not that easy to do. The harmonies and the pop metal kind of vocals, um, <laughs> that solo, I'm so all about it. The drums, the bass. This is a fantastic kind of like um, trend of melodic vocals and metal. Not that they don't, they never had it, but it's more of a trend. It continues to to happen, and I really love it. It's again, it's not that I have trouble with the screaming. It's not that I have trouble, you know, with kind of harder vocals. But there's something that's magical about this combination you know i think back to you know a la yes and king crimson and all of that they're not metal but they're progressive and they're hard rock and they still can have melodic vocals so i really really liked this it's accessible it's catchy it's interesting it's hard it's dark it's all kinds of things and that end note that he hits and then the outro of this song i'm just i'm slayed yeah well i love how it it starts with this like shock newscast about blood siphoning all this crazy stuff and everything, but for all of that, it's it remains so catchy and agreeable. Despite its talk of monsters and that you don't really know what you're hearing exactly, there's an unquestionable positivity in it. Even though it is hard and even though it is dark, I found it kind of positive. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it was as uh, as Tuco would say, tight, tight, tight. I mean, it was. That's another Breaking Bad reference for you folks. Um, love the progressive metal guitar solo. I mean, as you said, it is just wow, wow. And uh, and I don't know how many people, you mentioned the vocals, I don't know how many people are singing here, or if it's overdubs, or it's one person. I don't know the structure of the band. It's one of the things about uh, doing this, is it's kind of like a blind audition. I mean, you know, you're hearing the song, you don't know who's who. I mean, you might even think, you know, uh, a guy's singing and it's a woman or something, because you don't know. I don't know who's singing, but it's fabulous. It's really, really strong. Those wonderful frenetic instrumental breaks is like Rush kind of stuff, so it's definitely proggy, even though there's a pop thing there. I mean, it's kind of old new wave and everything, but it's also kind of cutting edge, too. Well, I didn't get the new wave. Interesting. Well, I mean, just like the the vocal, uh, some of the some of the setup to it mm. and everything, but it is a lot. It's proggy metal, and it's uh, good stuff. Uh, nicely done. Um, Terra Maze. Absolutely. Love this band. Now that I've heard the song all the way through, I definitely want to hear more. And you can hear more on Facebook, if you go to Facebook, rather, at Terra Maze. That's T-E-R-A-M-A-Z-E. Well, that was amazing. I will tell you, it is so nice to be back. It feels like it's been a lot longer than it has been. And uh, nice to be back with the folks, as you call them. And as if we wouldn't come back. As if we uh, wouldn't get back on the uh, back on the old horse, and that's not a that's not a drug reference in my case. Are you no. wondering what it is that gets me through the show? Yeah, uh, but it is good oh to. Oh my god! If you're wondering what it is that gets me through the show, or makes me the way I am on the show, I don't know something yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yes, it is. And uh, some uh, there, I seem to recall that as the show uh, came to an end, that there was this part where I usually was I was compelled to read some strange new feature or, uh, the, strange? The, or the theme, a strange new theme for yes. the coming shows. Yes. In this case, it's kind of the same one you've heard already, so if I said it before, I can say it now, hopefully. Well, this is, a, this is really new to them, too, so we said at the beginning of the show to say, hey, this is what we're doing today, and now we're just saying we're doing it next time, too, but with a different 
Of course, because, I mean, we've picked Melbourne Dry. Okay, maybe we haven't, but... <laughs> For the next uh, episode or edition of If You've Heard Swan, You've Heard Quetzal. I, am I saying that right? I'm Quetzal? assuming. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't look it up. Uh, Sorry And, of course, this is a stand-in theme still. And we're focusing on the music from a specific continent, country, state, city, etc. Or in place of an open theme. So for this sh- next show coming up, we're going to be featuring Amsterdam. So, Why not? I mean, if you happen to be in Amsterdam, you could submit. Otherwise, of we'll course. find our own songs. You know, But that would be awesome to get a submission from Amsterdam. That would be amazing. So <laughs> you can still send in your new music, uh, uh, even if it's not for the Amsterdam show. Absolutely. We'll get to you. Uh, never hesitate to shoot us your latest and greatest at both on air. That's B-O-A-F, as in birds of a feather, on air at gmail.com. B-O-A-F on air at gmail.com. And, uh, uh-oh, that cannot inexorably bring us to the puppy, can it? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I feel that it is. Oh, as is our wont, uh, it's time to wrap this puppy up in a neat little blanket. Uh, coming up next, Winging It. Enjoy this brief, short show that covers a single, fantastically interesting topic. That much we can assure you. No music, no features, just mainstream music chat, opinions, and uproarious laughter, we assure you. Uh, we offer you entertainment every single week, um, most of the time. I mean, we've been away, but no, we will really. now. We will now. No, really, we promise. Sorry about that. Yep. Uh, we invite you. Wait. We offer you. We offer you entertainment every week. No, really, we do promise. We promise. And uh, we invite you to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Deezer, and many more. The usual litany. We're always. We're all on all of them. Always click subscribe and enable notifications so that that new show comes out. You're the first in line. Bam. All right. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at both on air, B-O-A-F on air. This is where we advertise our new themes and any other uh, updates from the show. Tell your friends and bands to send in their music. We want to grow our flock as well. So we need your help doing that. Please share us on your Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc. feeds. Share your birds with the world. Sharing is caring. That's what and, I've heard. You know, we want to sign off. We like to impart a little bit of wisdom. And remember, you can't fight City Hall, mm. and you can't fight the Seether either. Mm. Either. Ooh, Seether's I like neither. Seether's neither. Nope. All right. And that, um, I guess that only leaves for you to say. First of all. Welcome back, Patna. Patna. Welcome back. And... This is the hammer. This is the nail. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> Where's the ball? I don't know. I'm in the park and it's out. You know? <laughs> Let's get the flock out of here. This has been Birds of a Feather on What the Flock Radio.